Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome back into Cougar Sports Saturday right here on KSL News Radio. Each and every Saturday, noon to three, breaking down college football and BYU. And right now we want to get out to the phone line and bring on Brett McMurphy. He's a college football insider with the Action Network, and he's well-connected within the world of college football. And, Brett, it seems like college football these days, it's it's 24-7, 365. Uh, does it feel like there's much of an offseason? And, and even right now, uh, like in years past, it feels like expansion, media rights, or these are stories that never go away. And before we get into what's going on with the Pac-12, i got to ask you, how did the Pac-12 even – get in this situation to where they're trying to figure out what's next for the conference? You know, it, uh, with everything related to conference realignment, it's, it's really timing. And, um, you know, that dictates a lot what happens with these conferences, uh, you know, going back even further, you know, in the ACC and the big East, we're kind of battling to, to be the avoid being the worst of the automatic six qualifying conferences. Uh, the ACC made some moves and, you know, the Big East uh, football, may it rest in peace, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And now you kind of you see the same thing happen with the Big 12 and the Pac-12. And I think what happened was Brett Yormark, um, you know, made a gamble, but it's paid off. He moved their media rights up for the Big 12 a year early. Some people thought he got less money. Um, I would say he basically got the same amount of money without OU in Texas. And that was a major victory. But a lot of people said, well, you left money on the table. Well, maybe so. But what he did is he secured the future of the conference for the next half dozen years. And also, he I don't think he knew this was going to happen, but he also capped the value of the Pac-12. And then since the Pac-12 decided to wait, it didn't get anything done. Now you have seen have seen some financial difficulties with ESPN and streaming services. And so now the money that was there six, three, six, nine months ago is no longer available because of what's happened to these companies financially. And so that kind of puts the PAC 12 in a, in a challenging position right now. And then they've also got the uncertainty of what's going to happen with Oregon and Washington. Is the big 10 going to still expand? I, people I talk to still tell me the big 10 is still going to expand. Now it may not happen in two weeks or two months, but it could happen in a, in a couple of years. And that obviously will impact the, the future of the PAC 12. So, you know, it, it's funny if the PAC 12 would have done their deal earlier before the big 12, we may be discussing what's going on with the big 12 right now, but unfortunately for the PAC 12, it, it, uh, it didn't work out for them, but we'll have to see where they end up. 
You touched on Brett Mar- your Mark, who's coming up. Uh, you know, really, it's only been like what six months since he's been on the job. What do you make of the job that he's done? You're not coming from a college background, but as you mentioned, you know, maybe securing the future of the Big Twelve. What do you make of the job he's done so far? Yeah, well, I mean, you just look at what he's done, and it's been it's been remarkable. I mean, you know, again, get, go back, and I know, you know, you got BYU. But I don't <clears throat> I don't remember the timeline of BYU. Well, obviously, BYU had not been invited to the Big 12 yet. But when OU and Texas, you know, announced they were leaving the league, you know, it was like, oh, the Big 12 has gone. It's going to collapse. What's left? There's nothing there. And, you know, your mark comes in and, you know, the Big 12 adds BYU, obviously, and, and the three American schools. And then he gets a new media rights deal. Again, it, it's the same amount per school that it was with OU in Texas. So that was huge for the league to create the stability for the league. I think one thing that has helped Brett Yormark and the Big 12, and look, I'm an Oklahoma State guy, so if I'm going to diss the conference, <laughs> that's coming from one of their own. I think right. one of the reasons that the Big 12 kind of has security right now when we talk about the Pac-12 doesn't is because, to be very honest, nobody wants any of the Pac- of the Big 12 schools. The Big Ten doesn't want any. The SEC got Oklahoma and Texas. The ACC, they're kind of in their own little gated community, all trying to to tunnel out underneath and get to other conferences. So they don't want any Big 12 schools. So kind of because of that, the fact that it's kind of funny or ironic, nobody wants the Big 12 schools. They actually are more stable than the Pac-12. Um, but certainly your what your mark did with the TV deal with getting obviously adding BYU is huge adding UCF Houston and Cincinnati is huge um, and then being able to negotiate the buyout with Oklahoma and Texas for them to get out a year early you know some people think oh you should have made them stay another year I I don't agree with that if if you know if you're in a relationship and you decide hey it's over. Um, no one says, okay, you're, you're moving out in three and a half years, you know, so <laughs> right. it's best for parties to split as soon as possible, but, but your Mark's done a, done an unreal job and he's not shy. He's a Newark guy and he's been very vocal. I, I don't think the big 12 done expanding. Now I think a lot of that depends on what happens with the PAC 12, but certainly if some PAC 12 schools become available, the big 12 will certainly uh, be reaching out to them and maybe the league grows to to 16 schools. We're speaking with Brett McMurphy. He's a college football insider with the Action Network, and you can follow him on Twitter at Brett underscore McMurphy. You touched on the Big 12, maybe not being done expanding. We know that Brett Yormark has said publicly that he's going to be aggressive. What do you think the next moves for the Big 12 should be if they're going to expand? Well, I think, you know, I think right now they're they're fine to stay where they're at and see what happens with the, with the Pac-12. If you know, it may depend on the Big Ten making the first move and grabbing Oregon and Washington. And then if that happens, I think it seems pretty obvious at this point. The Big 12 would then look at Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Another possibility is, you know, we're still waiting to see what happens with the Pac-12 grant of rights. You know, I reported a couple weeks ago, CBS and Turner are no longer involved. Sports business or the New York Post reported it could be Apple that gets the deal. Um, ultimately, if the Pac-12 deal is, you know, 
substantially less than what the Big 12 got. And again, it depends on your definition of substantially. Is that 2 million? Is that 5 million? Is that 10 million? I don't know. That's up to those Pac-12 schools. But if it is less than what the Big 12 got, then maybe some of those Pac-12 schools would look to come join the Big 12. So I think, you know, what he should do and what he can do are probably two different things. And it ultimately, I think, depends on, A, if the Big Ten does anything, grabs, you know, plucks any more teams out west to join USC and UCLA, and B, um, what the grant of rights deal is with the Pac-12 and what it's worth, I think that will that will ultimately decide if, if the Big 12 goes beyond uh, 12 and adds those Pac-12 schools. I do know this. There's been reports that the Big 12 has been talking to Fresno State. Uh, look, you know, you and I are talking. That doesn't mean we're married or we're going to be married. Right. Um, everybody talks to everybody in college athletics this, these days. The Big 12 is not adding Fresno State. It's not adding UNLV. It's not adding Rye. It's not any. It's not adding any group of five. If the Big 12 expands, it will be by adding current Power Five members, obviously, from the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has looked, you know, talked with, visited. You, know, you just broke it down perfectly. They're, they're talking with a lot of people. But I think a, a lot of people in the college football world think that San Diego State makes a lot of sense for Pac-12. Would there be any value from a Big 12's perspective in, in trying to grab maybe a SMU or a San Diego State and to kind of handicap the Pac-12, or is that just not make any sense in your opinion? Not really, because and this isn't this isn't a you know this isn't to be derogatory against San Diego State or SMU, but you know quite frankly the Big Twelve doesn't doesn't need them over the Pac-12 schools. Um, there's a reason that they don't have SMU right now. They're they're already well represented in the state of Texas, TCU, Tech, Baylor. They just added Houston. Adding another Texas school does not do anything for them. Um, you know, San Diego State is a little bit different in that you would get the Southern California market. However, it still is, you know, considered a group of five school. And again, this is based on, this is not my opinion. This is based on what the TV networks deem these schools their value as. Um, obviously, BYU as a national brand, they bring a lot of value to the Big 12 market in the big big 12 tv deal san diego state though yeah they're in they're in southern california but they're not the top team in that market so um you know i don't think it necessarily would be smart for the big 12 to go get san diego state i think they need to wait and see what happens with uh the rest of the pac-12 now if you tell me that the pac-12 stays at 10 schools and they don't add san diego state and the big 12s at at 12 um, then maybe you may look at them, but really, I, I think they would be fine to stay at 12. I also feel like, you know, there, there's been reports that, you know, your mark has talked to Gonzaga, that that's a possibility. I, I you know, my opinion on Gonzaga, I don't think the Big 12 should add them. The, the basketball league is already insane. Um, right. If you're able to get it, if you, I mean, if you're able to get Arizona in that mix, it's only just going to get crazier. And then plus, you know, what happens with Gonzaga after Mark Few leaves? He's not going to coach there forever. And it, I compare that to Brad Stevens at Butler. Any any basketball conference would have killed to have Butler. But Butler is not the same without Brad Stevens. Mark Few, when he leaves Gonzaga, is not Gonzaga is not going to be the same. They'll still be successful, but they're not going to be 
the team they are, the program they are now. And um, also just their, you know, I know geography doesn't seem to matter anymore in conference realignment, but they're kind of way up there, you know, in the, in the top or up left uh, corner of your map. So I just, I don't think, you know, for me, if I was commissioner, I would, I would kind of sit back on Gonzaga and you've got, you've got bigger priorities than to try to bring them in as a basketball only member. One more question here for Brett McMurphy, the college football insider with the Action Network. This will be like a sort of an on-the-field question, even though we're months and months away from playing football on the field. And here in Utah, we just got blasted with a huge snowstorm, so we don't feel like football is anywhere <laughs> around the corner. But the Big 12 has been an interesting conference uh, recently in terms of just feels like you never know who's going to jump up and and win the league. Like Kansas State won the league this year, but TCU was the story going to the national championship game. And before that, Baylor really turned things around quickly under Dave Aranda. Now they add the four new teams, including BYU. How do you think this conference will shake out this year with the new members? And, and maybe a side note to that, where do you think BYU fits in their first year in this new power league? Well, last year, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't really like to pat myself on the back, but I'll make an exception. I actually, uh, I actually picked TCU as one of my, as a, my dark horse to win the league. Now that sounds great, except, you know, I'm sure your listeners will say, well, you're not that smart because they didn't win the league and you're right. Kansas State won the league. Um, you know, it's funny since, since Oklahoma and Texas announced they're leaving the SEC, who has been in the big 12 title game? Baylor, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Kansas State, four different teams. I honestly have no idea how this season will will um will play out. And I, I say this jokingly, but I, I'm I'm serious. Bef- whenever we do I do my prediction shows uh this summer uh, for the Action Network for our podcast and online and different things, I'm literally going to pick two names out of a hat because I will have as good a chance to to pick who's in it going to play in the big 12 title game. than if I sit here and break down everything, I think that's how competitive the league will be. I think that's how evenly balanced it is. Um, you know, I think BYU is going to do well. I certainly, they, they are different than I think the, uh, the American schools where the American schools, they would play one or two power five teams out of league. And then, you know, they have some tomato cans in conference play where, you know, you know this, B, I mean, BYU had, you know, they had some tomato cans, but they also had, you know, up to five power five schools or more. Um, so they know what it's like week in, week out to play that type of type of competition. Um, so I think I think BYU is going to do very well. They could, yeah, The good news is, like everyone else, they could win the thing or they could finish uh, near the bottom. But uh, right. I, I think it's going to be just fascinating to, to follow this league and um, it's really going to be competitive. Now, hopefully, you know, everybody doesn't beat each other up and eliminate some, the champion from the college football playoff. Obviously, TCU was able to, to you know, kind of navigate the league last year. Um, if you're looking for a dark horse, uh, I'm going to go with Texas Tech. Uh, I've, I've got them in my way too early top 25 rankings. They return a, a ton of folks. And they kind of remind me of, of TCU last year. They're unbelievable on offense. Um, yeah, I'm not telling your listeners anything, but that's that's what uh, BYU fans will enjoy is a lot of offense uh, in this league when you got like, you know, you got Sonny Dykes and TCU, you got Texas Tech running one of the fastest pace offenses in the country. Um, you know, Gundy at Oklahoma State, you know, it's just, 
it, it's entertaining, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you guys are, are pumped about this. I know, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, it kind of mixed emotions because you guys don't call me anymore to ask me about conference realignment. And I know. in the Big 12 anymore. It's like, I don't know if it's something I said or you guys don't like me anymore, but I guess we'll just move on and hopefully we'll still be friends. You'll still write, and send me a postcard. But no, seriously. Uh, yeah, I look, BYU, I'm – I'm dead serious. They could finish anywhere in this league, but I would say that about anybody in this league. I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite. Texas will get a lot of preseason pub. Surprise, surprise. We never see that. Um, will, will Texas really be back? Who knows? Oklahoma's fighting to keep their head above water with with Brent Venables. I think it's just going to be a fascinating year. And uh, you know, hey, the good news is you guys know where you're at now. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about where all the dominoes are going to fall. And so that's that's got to be just a new mindset for. Also, just the entire BYU program, and I think I talked with you guys about that before, is I thought that was the biggest challenge for BYU as an independent, is you basically know before the season you're you're either going to the national – you're either going to the playoff or the Independence Bowl. And the problem is once you lose that first game, you know you're going to the Independence Bowl. Now you can go 10-2, and two and you may have a shot at, at, a, at a conference championship and or college football playoff, especially when we go to – to the 12-team playoff uh, in 2024. Well said, Brett. And, uh, yeah, I think we're all happy over here that we don't have to ask you the uh, when will it happen questions anymore. But I know the <laughs> listeners love your dark horse pick, especially the fact that they're visiting BYU this year. BYU has a, a – you know, the fans are just stoked about the schedule. Tech coming to Provo, Oklahoma, Texas, you know, starting in Kansas. I, I think BYU did very well in the schedule uh, – in the schedule department for their first year. And, and I think I speak for all BYU fans. We'd love it if Texas Tech was the dark horse. Having them come to Provo midway through the year would be awesome. Yeah, well, I can, if, if any BYU fans make the trip to uh, Stillwater at that uh, November 25th game at Oklahoma State, I got two recommendations. You got you okay. to get Hideaway Pizza and then uh, Eskimo Joe's. Uh, for their cheese fries, both are like literally a mile from a mile from the stadium. So, uh, if you guys are used to the cold, it'll be cold in Stillwater. But um, yeah, they just I, I'm sure I'm sure you guys are are geeked up to be able to go go to some of these uh, venues you haven't been at before, and also um, also to have some of these schools. You know, now they can't avoid BYU. Now they actually have to come and play uh, play there right in the shadow of the of the mountains and stuff. So yeah, it'll, it'll be really cool. Looking forward to it. He is Brett McMurphy, the college football insider with the action network. You can follow him on Twitter, Brett underscore McMurphy. And, and, and wh- where can they get your podcast, Brett? Uh, just at, at the action network. Um, it's a action network. You can get the free app or actionnetwork.com And uh, we usually get that going, uh, obviously a lot closer to football season. Yep. Um, but yeah, pretty much if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you know, I'll link all this, to, all of the information there, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I know I was joking earlier, but no, I really, uh, you know, enjoyed talking to you guys throughout the year and we'll just keep talking. It'll just be, we'll be breaking down the big 12 instead of, are we getting into the big 12? How about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. that. Sounds great, Brett. Uh, maybe after spring ball and rosters get a little more set we can talk some uh you know some more football as we get closer to uh the 2023 season sounds great hey brett thank you take care thank you that's brett mcmurphy we'll take a break here on cougar sports saturday
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.